Hello everybody, welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host at NFL on Twitter and of course follow the group at UK Packers. And as usual, to break down the last podcast, you see, I'm going to say the last podcast, Pete, but you know, this podcast will be going five years, we never stop. But this is the last one that we're going to talk about, kind of a post-game review. It's the at IT underscore hedgehog. It's Mr. Peter Jones. Pete, what's going on, buddy? Steve, I'm I'm disappointed. I think like it, like like everybody else. But but onward onward onwards and upwards. There's only 232 days till the next regular season starts, and I've no idea actually. I just made that number up. <laughs> I was going to say, did you look? <laughs> that is some level of research to to kick it off the <laughs> podcast. Two, two, yeah, there's 232 days and and 13 hours and five minutes. I've absolutely no idea. But yeah, it's all it's all it's all good. You know, we're getting over. A disappointment you know we we lived in hope until some point sunday night and now we now we move onwards yeah weird season i mean the, the thing is like you say we're disappointed uh people really lost the run of themselves and again we're gonna delve into um stuff later on in the podcast and in fact we don't have clown of the week we have it's the clown college uh but before we get to the clown college um and there's there's so many clowns and in fact we should have led in with the clown of the week music and then just did that and then you know after 40 minutes had a cutoff point and then continued it in a part two um but the general consensus and twitter is awash with this it was uh, a ball of negativity hate and it's one of those times where and again, people who listen, regular listeners to the podcast will know um, is that at Diddy NFL on Twitter wants to go to the settings and delete social media and then go off into a forest. And mostly because of what was witnessed on the night. Um, it was a shocking game. And anyone who went to my personal Twitter, uh, which I've read out now twice, three times, um, if they would have went there during the game, you'd know exactly how I felt about it. It was embarrassing. The fact that you know, all of these narratives are already at this stage played out. You know, Jimmy G not throwing the ball, us getting ran all over by a guy who got cut by like seven teams um, was just a dismal performance. So much so that the main talking point is whether we cut Mike Petten and all of these good things. However, um, like what you say, Pete, all the time, you know, you're never as bad as your worst performance. You're never as good as your best. Uh, but certainly in this game, all facets of this team did not compensate each other at all. In fact, they complemented each other. And by that, they were absolute trash. Um, and the thing is, you know, stats were padded, I guess, at the end, Pete, weren't they? With Aaron Rodgers slinging some passes, us getting the game. I wouldn't even say to look at kind of a respectable score, uh, but certainly, you know, you can't look at those numbers from Rodgers, can you, and say, oh, well, look, it's okay, the defense let him down, which they definitely did. But the team as a whole was just really not up for the task on the night. Yeah, and you know it's one of those days where all facets of the team broke down. You know, offense, defense, um, even a little bit of special teams broke down. Yeah. Um, and you know that's happened very infrequently during this during this past season. Probably in the in the three losses out in California is the only time it's it's happened this past year. And and um, yeah, it's just it's just disappointing and and 
it's odd when you look at the game and, and you think that the Packers closed the game to within 14 points with still eight minutes left. Um, it still never felt like they were back in the game. You know, it, it, it just felt like the, the, the 49ers were able to move the ball at will and almost put points on the board at, at will. So, you know, there'll be lots of games throughout, you know, all of our fandom of the Packers where games have closed to within 14 points with still half of the fourth quarter left and you felt like you were in with a chance. Yeah. It never felt it never felt like that Sunday. And and we and we have to be honest, there's a lot of you're right, there's a lot of kind of stats padding and and things like that. You know, the Packers were out of this game by half time, if not before, but but cert, but certainly by half time and the defense was poor. The offense was equally as poor in the first half. You know the 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 drive map for the for the offense in the first half. You know f- five plays punt, five plays punt, three plays punt, six plays fumble, four plays interception, three plays punt. That was the first half offense. So lots of lots of blame, if that's the word that you want to use to to go around. I'd prefer to say just lots of di- lots of disappointment to to go around and and you know no amount of we should have done this, we could have done that so-and-so should have done this, so-and-so should have done that. It's going to change where we are now. And like all of these things, we have to take it in the bigger picture, take it in the bigger context of the of the whole season. You know, we're all bitterly disappointed. There's, you know, there's no there's no two ways about it. We're all bitterly disappointed. A, A, the fact that they lost, but also, I think, in the way that they performed. You know, at the very, at the very least, we, we thought that it would be a game where they would keep it keep it close and, and see what happens come the fourth quarter and it, it never turned out that way yeah just a it was just wall to wall awful and the thing is is you know the storylines coming from this game are erroneous you know this thing about Raheem Mostert and, and he's on the podium and he's given his whole life story about that he was cut by so many teams and he keeps those cut letters and all this yeah bro like that's great however you beat the Packers in the way because this is the thing the Packers always do this. They pick one guy. He's never usually the main guy, and they just give him a career day. It's insane. For <laughs> isn't that true though? I mean, you know, the storylines coming into it were Tevin Coleman or Debo Samuel. Uh, George Kittle was meant to be the massive weapon, you know. And I mean, what did the guy end up with? One reception for nineteen yards. Um, yeah. Debo Samuel as well. I mean, yeah. two receptions for forty-six yards. There was a time where he literally just ran over people. Um, but the whole Mostert thing. Like, enjoy this game, get your t-shirt. And this isn't sour grapes. This is what the Packers do. We tend to give it to these these lads, you know. And there was one stage where he was 10.3 yards per carry average, which is just ridiculous. And I screenshotted so many uh, plays where he, he could have drove the team bus up through the gap yeah. with him, you know, and they could have parked it in the end zone. It was... Just a really shockingly embarrassing performance, and 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 I think that's the you know the the disappointment on the defensive side of the side of the ball was that it was just continuous. Yeah. Um, the same two or three plays it seems you know if, if you like outside zone left outside zone right, um, you know a trap play up the middle, it it didn't seem to matter, you know, and it was ten yards, fifteen yards, nine yards, eleven yards, thirteen yards. It was every play and it just felt like you, you know adjustments weren't being made you know at, at, at some point you know you'd expect to line up nine guys in the box or whatever it might be to to stop the run yeah. and it didn't appear like 
that was happening. Now, that's kind of easy to say sitting sitting on my couch, um, and until you know we've kind of finished looking at the at the coaches' tape and, and what have you, there may have been more going on there. But it, it was certainly it was certainly dis- disappointing, and, and and not you know I the 49ers running game was always going to be tough, but I, you know, and you, and you expected that they were going to run for a hundred plus hundred plus yards, but you didn't think that would be the thing that would kill you. Yeah. You know, if, if they'd run for 125 yards and, you know, George Kittle had a hundred yards receiving or Debo Samuel would come up with a couple of big plays. That's kind of what you expected. That's kind of what you would have expected. And, you know, you'd have just hold, hold your hands up and say, that's who they are, and they were just better than us. But to to put in that defensive performance where you can't stop the run, you know, where Garoppolo doesn't throw a pass in the second half until almost garbage time, you know, <laughs> the second half of the fourth quarter is 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 an incredible thing to see that I've not seen the likes of before, you know, and they were showing the the, the you know the fewest passes thrown by a quarterback in a playoff game was all the way back to to Bob Greasy and the, and the Dolphins of 72 and 73, you know, when, you know, when they were running all over everybody. And it was just, I think, I think it took us all by surprise. Embarrassing, Pete, is yeah. what it was. Like, and it was frustrating to watch. I mean, when we were, when we faced the Seahawks and Russell Wilson kept flushing out right to success every single time. Now, one thing that Ben Fennell, uh, who does a great job of breaking down the plays, he put out a tweet yesterday that said, there isn't one thing to point out for the Packers' poor run defense, variety of issues slash problems, and can just as easily praise the Niners' run attack and game plan. He says, don't claim Petten didn't make changes just because the changes didn't work. It doesn't mean he didn't make them. So initially, what he's seen is that there were changes made, but it just didn't pan out. And and that and and that's absolutely the thing. And I, and I guess that was half of the point that I was trying to make was what appears to be the case sitting on your couch may not necessarily be the case when you go and delve into and look in detail, like like Ben obviously has already at the, at the film. It 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 just you know you you sit there and you think, well, Christ, they've got to do something to to stop them, but. You know, as 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 you suggest, you know, the changes changes were made, but they just they were outgunned and out and outmanned. I'm not sure that's not even more worrying though. When 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 you start, if if that's the case, and you know, and we'd need to look in detail at the tape to see when that started happening and what have you. But if they were still, if they're making those changes, maybe putting a ninth man in the box or whatever it might be, putting different personnel in, whatever whatever it might be, and they still couldn't stop them. Mm. That's it. That's even more worrying. <laughs> yeah, like look, Mostert, the speed he had was incredible. The 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 burst he had and they clocked his speed, and I think he was running at something like the highest level that a running back has ran for whatever amount of years. Um, so he's a fast guy and he's a good player and all of this kind of thing. But the fact that they they telegraphed, you know, you, he's you're gonna run, and we still couldn't stop him, no matter how fast he is, um, was just embarrassing. And what's even more embarrassing, and what was raised by jason wildy um on twitter is is just the fact that just how many times aaron Rodgers has been destroyed by his own defense now this game 37 20 and i will say that those points that the packers scored in the fourth quarter um probably wouldn't have been scored if the niners weren't up as as handsomely as they were um so i don't think it's really indicative but the 
defense during the regular season gave up on average 19.6 um, points. So we would have won 20 to 19.6, obviously. Um, so <laughs> the thing is, you know, just that point forward, it would have taken it off for style points. So in this game, does that mean that the Packers would have won? And in fact, I think we were averaging, um, I think it was something silly, like 13 points over the last three games. Um before the the one against the Seahawks. So had the defense shown up, basically, Pete, we would have done quite well. And this is the last eight playoff losses under Aaron Rodgers. Defense gives up 45. Defense gives up 37. Defense gives up 45. He led the game-tying drive, then he never got the ball back. That happens another two times. Then the defense gives up 44, and then the defense gives up 37, which they did in this game. So can we... Aaron Rodgers, by all means, didn't cover himself in glory. The the fumbles, the interceptions, um, you know, was all bad. However, the fact that the defense just keeps getting steamrolled in these situations, and all of these articles have come out as well, Pete, saying that, you know, Dom Capers wasn't the same after this game, that game, and the other game. Um, and some of those that they cite are the Colin Kaepernick games uh, when he was running around with the Niners. But he was sort of, uh, you know an exotic beast at the time in the sense that here's was this highly mobile quarterback who could just allegedly was playing the play action um, and was just on the, on the run option and all this type read option and he just smoked us and all this type of stuff and then the league of course figures it out and blah 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 but this game was literally just like like we're gonna run now I know the fact that if we had stacked the box which is what we it did try to do and it still didn't pan out was that they were going to throw the ball and all this type of balls uh, but they never had to and they never materialised and they just ran whenever they wanted to run um, just again another instance of the defence laying an egg um, yeah yeah, yeah. There, there, there can be no no qualms about the, the, the defence played a a shockingly disappointing game let's let's let, let's put it let's put it like that um I, i'm not necessarily a i think you have to be careful about pulling out individual numbers because because I, I think that offense and defense is a complementary thing mm. you know if you if you look at the packers in the first half you know i just described you know none of their drives lasted more than six plays um I think they had 26 plays on six drives in the, in the in the first half well a it's unusual to have six drives right and 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 secondly, if any of those have become, you know, if two of your six become sustained sustained drives, then then all of a sudden actually you're probably not getting six possessions, you're getting four possessions, and so are the opposition. Yeah. And now and then all of a sudden, even if you're not scoring, your 27 nothing is 20 to nothing, or it's 17 to nothing. So I think you have to be a little bit careful about you know, blaming it on totally on one side of the ball or, or, or the other, you know, there's no, there's no doubt. As I said, the offense, the, the defense was disappointing, but, but I think in the first half, definitely the, the offense was equally as disappointing. Yeah. Six, six drives, 26 plays for 87 yards. I think it was, that's not going to be anybody. So it's, it's, it's difficult. And certainly, you know, across the, across the history, there have been, you know, those games, where the defense hasn't been very very clever and 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 Rogers has had to lead the offense to to lots of points. I don't think this was one of those games i I, I think this was this was one of those games where fault if you want to use that word blame whatever I, I really don't want to get into that I, I think both sides of the ball were equally disappointing in the first half and 
the offense started to get it together in the second half. The, the, the defense got a couple of stops in the second half, and it brought the game it brought the game closer. Um, but but I think there's <laughs> lots of disappointment to go round. Yeah, and we're all in it together, I guess. And I think if this was a student, the on the report card would be this game was a pain in the pants. So I guess it's nearly time, uh, and I'd say nearly time. It is time to do some of this. Clown of the week. Now, like we alluded to at the top of the and at the top of the podcast is um, an awful lot of people and we want to say congratulations because it's a fantastic moment um, anytime someone earns an achievement and certainly when you go to a you know an educational institution and you get a certifiable um, document that you can frame and put up on the wall and your family lines out and gets dressed up to the nines and you know you can tell corny jokes with your mom and have a couple of drinks with your brother um you know and go to the ceremony and hear your name being called out and go up on stage and get photographs and do a little funny dance and a jig and fist bump with the you know, with the educator that, you know, bestowed this knowledge upon you. So a big shout out to all the people who passed Clown College this week um, who had that occasion and something to put on their CV. Now, here's a bit of insight for these clowns is that when you run a fan group um, and you're at the helm of the of the Twitter account and all the rest, uh, there's a couple of different directions that you can go, right? Some people don't like what you say. Some people don't like the direction that you go and they take umbrage with it and they go and let you know. Absolutely fine. People are entitled to their own opinion and all that kind of stuff. But certainly from our perspective, um, you know, we have to cater to all needs. Now, will that leave some people disappointed? Yeah, of course it will. Um, and that's quite okay, right? And what we like to do is we like to have a nice uncaveman-like civilized debate when it comes to Twitter um, and Facebook and all the rest. And if we're going to get on and act um, like a juvenile, like a child, right? Uh, well, then you'll probably end up, you know, potentially blocked, unfollowed, uh, kicked off certain groups. I'm not talking about if you have a different opinion, but if you become offensive, sexist, racist, all of this type of thing. And unfortunately, we received a lot of this stuff in equal measure. Uh, so one of the tweets that we put out was, and people remember the Chiefs were down 24 zip in their game against the Texans and roared back to a win. Now, we have an option when a game is going disappointingly, right? Now, if you popped over to my personal account at NFL, you would have seen my sort of wholesale criticism of exactly what was going on in the field. It was embarrassing. Everything looked lost and all the rest. Now, we pulled back some points uh, later on in that game, as you said, Pete, you know, to a point where you could go, you know, there's enough minutes left here for Rogers to work his magic. There's that famous picture of the guy on Snapchat or whatever it was saying, oh, look at these Cowboys lads, you know, celebrating when there's still a minute and 13 seconds left on the clock. And then, of course, we wanted to win it. Um, so we put out a tweet that remained positive because what else can you do? Um, and especially if you're a representative of people, because it's happened before where we've been negative and we've got um, rinsed over the fact that we're not real fans. You're too negative on all this. So we like to kind of toe the line or keep some of the light there. We're Packers fans. We remember an awful lot of times where we have been down and there's been four quarter drives and all this type of stuff. So the tweet that got some clowns worked up was one to say, let's remember that the Chiefs game, that the Chiefs came back last week when everyone thought they were done. Uh, you know, keep the faith. So Clown1 said, oh, do F off. The other one said, they piss me off. And then the other one said, F and A holes. 
So um, I'd just like to congratulate those guys uh, for being dual clown of the week. The thing is, if you're going to follow the group and you're going to follow me and you're going to follow everybody else and then you're going to come out and call us a bunch of arseholes, um, the thing is, you know, if you're above the age of about nine, um, well, then you probably know as an adult, probably don't put that stuff out there. It's akin to that guy who has that video of him throwing his stuff in the trash. Um, maybe don't do it. I don't know, Pete, if you want to wade in. Probably not. <laughs> I, I really don't know what to say. I mean, you know, we like I said, we're all, we, we can all be disappointed. We can all, you know, we, we all might you know, occasionally sound off about an individual player or an individual player or whatever in a peak of, in, you know, in a peak of kind of disappointment. Um, but where, but when, we start, when we start going at each other, and, and using some of the language that we saw the other night, I, I just don't, I just, I just don't understand it because mm. you know we're all we're all Packers fans. We all want the Packers to win. We, yeah, we have differences of opinion about whether they've whether they've played well, whether so and so's playing well, whether they've played badly, whether we think the right thing to do is do X, Y, and Z. But but let's face it, we're all fans. We all just want the team to win, and we're just people sitting on our couches or in a bar or whatever who don't do this stuff for a living and it's just it, it, it it's 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 just pointless it's just and it's sad it's it's sad you know we're we we all ought to be we all ought to be better than that um and you know sometimes you just get beat as well you yeah. know sometimes sometimes one of the other 31 franchises has got a better team and they beat you on the day. And as much as you could be disappointed about it and whatever, that's that's what sport is. Mm. And it's a sport. Yeah. And, you know, it's a it's a sport. Yeah, you know, and, and, I, and I don't want to hear about, oh, it's more important than that. It's, you know, more important than life and death and all of that. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear it. It's it's. It's a sport. The reason we follow our team is we do it because for the enjoyment of doing it. Mm. And um, I really can't. I really can't say any any more than that, Steve. It's. It's. I just like to think that we, you know, we just move. We just move onwards, onwards and upwards. Yeah. And every every fan that we have, whether there's somebody that's become a fan this past week, or whether there's somebody that's 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 you know been a fan for. 10 years or 20 years or 30 years, they're just as important as any other fan. They might be just as bought in as any other fan, you know, um, and we all have our ways of following stuff. We all have different circumstances in our, in our lives, which means that some of us can sit up and watch the games. Some people can't, you know, as, as families and, and, and everything else. It doesn't make anybody less of a fan or less knowledgeable than the, than the next, than the next person. And, you know, we're Packers fans, guys. Let's enjoy what we have. Um, and I, I've got no, I've got nothing else, Steve. Yeah, I mean, look, if you're gonna if you're gonna tweet offensive stuff like that, and you're gonna bring it to that level, um, I prefer if you just go to our page, unfollow us, block us if you like, and move on with your life. It's just so juvenile. And the thing is, look, I've got a thicker skin than all of that. Um, Freud, you know, famously said you can psychoanalyze everybody but the Irish. Um, so I tend to kind of have been born with kind of an OBS attitude. But when I see sort of just pure and utter drivel like that, it's like just don't bother typing it. Just unfollow us and block us if you want to and go off 
and spout your shite somewhere else because there was an awful lot of stuff Pete that was spouted around during that game people really losing the run of themselves if you can't contain your own emotions then you're a bit unstable in that regard so just stop and uh, you know there's other stuff going on kind of what you alluded to uh, some people criticizing other people about not staying up for the game and all this type of stuff I know plenty of lads who will spend, you know, a month's salary to go to Green Bay to watch the game, have been diehard fans since the 70s, 60s. Um, you know, there's other people that watch the goddamn ice ball. Um, you know, and these lads being criticized just because they go to bed and have different life choices. Um, yep. Give me a break. But look, there's all this sort of uh, tomfoolery that goes on on social media. One of my favorites, and again, this is what I was saying, we could lose the run of ourselves with this whole clown college thing. My favorite one was is that I like a bit of banter. We have the Instagram page and we like to rip the piss out of other teams. It's just a bit of lighthearted fun, right? It's not kind of like soccer where people actually want to bludgeon each other with seats in the stadium. This is just like friendly banter going back and forth. And of course, people get rubbed up the wrong way and they come back and they start slinging insults and all that type of stuff, whatever, right? Um, You know, it's playground stuff. So uh, there's that NFL memes account, which is pretty popular. It's a bit of a laugh and a joke. And the narrative that I saw personally was... It was people putting up that post about the Niners being bandwagon fans by highlighting the fact that their stadium was half empty, you know, two or three years ago. And now it's full and look at all these bandwagoners and all this type of stuff. And of course, the Niners fans take umbrage with it and they come back with, you know, some of the responses that I saw were just typically, you know, like this other crap that we received, just juvenile, childish uh, nonsense. And and then the Packer fan would come out and say, oh, you know, there's so many Niners haters on my timeline. You know, these lads just coming out of the woodwork for no reason. They weren't after me throughout the season. And you're kind of like, if you're going to start the banter and then people are going to come back and albeit just absolute rubbish, um, you can't really claim the victimhood here and say, oh, I can't believe this is happening. This is ridiculous. And like to say that they haven't contacted you all, all season yeah because we played them once and other than that why would they be on your radar um and it's just a bit of banter going back and forth now some of the some of the stuff about like commenting on people's appearance and all that it's similarly as like as childish as you can get it's really really playground stuff like it's so brain dead it's unreal um but I don't know, Pete, if you've got anything to say about that, but one thing I do want to pick your mind you and Andy love your whole college football thing. And one of the guys that has to make clown for me is Joe Burrow. I don't care how many yards he throws for. I'm not into college football. I was on the radio on Saturday saying, big giant, who cares? But the fact that this lad was going around trying to be cool, the cringe, Pete. I can't handle the cringe, bro. It's this whole (laughs) slow motion cigar sitting with his legs crossed, nodding while holding up the cigar. There's nothing more, uh, even now, like the pain. Peter, the pain of someone <laughs> trying to be so cool that they're like smoking a cigar and blowing it out and watching the smoke. It's just like, and then I found out his age, he's like 20 and I'm like going, course. You know what I mean? Like it's just, I was convulsing with cringeworthiness when I was seeing this video and it needs to stop. To me, no matter what his achievements are ever, I will always think of that video and I'll always go, what a spanner. <laughs> that's that's like that's cringe of the week then i think for him yeah it's, um... every week i'm gonna make a cringe of the week drop and he's gonna be on it and if it was this was a video podcast it'd just be playing that video with a loop with me just cringing in the seat my skin crawls with cringiness when i see that video i can literally physically only watch it for like two seconds before i go ha! 
and I just seize up my my muscles tense, and I go into a state of paralysis for fifteen minutes. Oh man. Anyway, are we done with clown of the week, or do you want to throw the boot in? I, I think so. I, I think I think the only the only other thing to say, just just on the positive side, is that there has also been some fantastic interaction on social media as well. Some great feedback, um, some good banter, lots of people with with well thought out views, well thought out opinions. You know, based on a le- based on a level of fact, which is which is always great. And long may that continue as well. Yeah. No, look, I mean, the group and all that has been a blessing. Um, I've made friends for life because of this thing and meetups and all of this type of stuff. And, you know, we've brought en- countless amounts of people now every year on an annual trip over to Green Bay. Uh, we regularly get contacted about where's the best place to watch games. In fact, the best one that we received, I think it was about two weeks ago, was someone mentioning a particular street in London and saying where was the nearest place to that street <laughs> so I was kind of thinking here's my GPS coordinates and then we had to go and tell him what it was I kind of thinking like bro you know you're going to have to walk slightly um, so although we do try to help we will not be able to make your life that easy I, I don't know I kind of thought he maybe expected one of us to rock around with a laptop and feed him grapes while he wants to get <laughs> like I'm at this exact street corner can you please tell me where's my nearest spot um so yeah look we do try to help but obviously within reason so anyway uh super bowl meetup that is the gridiron meetup so if you want to get tickets for it uh go on to gridiron at gridiron on twitter or gridiron.com i think is the website um, and they have a link to their super bowl party i think it's a fiver um so that's the that's the party that we're going to be at we'll be tweeting it out a lot anyway on the run-up to the thing and uh, the lads of Gridiron always very accommodating very great and that's why we go to their party we did organise one of our own before um, and I don't think that there's going to be flag at this party either um, but maybe we might kick off flag again in full swing um, next year but the Super Bowl party is the Gridiron party so head along and go to that one if you can and meet up with fellow fans fantastic so I've, I'm just confused I didn't realise they still played the Super Bowl if the Packers weren't in it I know it's disappointing isn't it I mean, how, how disappointed was a uh, state fan? But you know what? Like, how incredible would it be if the Packers made the Super Bowl one year? I mean, especially if, because like anything else, the Super Bowl party, especially the one that we did in Birmingham, I mean, that took so much organization and all that kind of gear. So imagine going to all that trouble months in advance and then end up ending up in the Super Bowl. But what I will say, Pete, is, is this was a rebuilding year for the Packers. And I said it, you know, before the season. And we can we can obviously see the gaping holes, you know, at wide receiver, um, arguably massive gaping hole at tight end. Although I know that you said potentially um, Jay Sternberger could end up uh, filling that role. Uh, in You know, inside linebacker, just shocking. Um, so we need to shore that up. So this is a rebuilding year. And we kind of, and I see people saying that we overachieved. And by and large, I think we we did and i said that on sort of earlier podcasts the fact that we had kind of a, a rabble of lads at certain positions and we still ended up making a go of it was fantastic but one thing that still isn't promised is the fact that if we add those pieces people think well this is how they do the maths in their head is when we got to the nfc championship game and yes we came up embarrassingly short we add those number of pieces and super bowl all the way unfortunately it doesn't actually pan out that way so pete is it not true that we can add those tools become a better team you know become a better coaching staff but still end up not making the playoffs or still end up making the playoffs and be one and done if you look at the titans that's a perfect example of it so it's not promised so i think 
and correct me if I'm wrong, potentially people could look back at this run where they moaned about the fact that we were the worst 13-3 and team ever, that we didn't stand a chance, and say that this could have been the one that got away as well, because nothing is guaranteed. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely true. Absolutely nothing is nothing is guaranteed. And and you're absolutely right. And you you can it's it's quite possible to improve the team in the off season with free agency in the draft coming up and next season not win thirteen games. Yeah. You know, you know the the one score games that they had this year, the nine or ten one score games, if three or four of them go the other way next year, it doesn't suddenly make you a bad team. Yeah. It, 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 it's it's the bounce of the ball. It's the Christian McCaffrey stretches one extra inch and he scores. Um, even in in the in the Raiders game that the, the the Packers ended up winning comfortably, you know they were struggling in that game when Derek Carr fumbled through the end zone and turned and turned the ball over when when the Raiders were about to score. So stuff stuff happens, and it's absolutely true that nothing nothing is guaranteed, and you know. I always like to put on my history hat and go back to the <laughs> great old days. But, you know, even, you know, when the Packers won the Super Bowl in the, after the 96 season and we went to the Super Bowl again in 97, everybody expected the Packers to beat the Broncos. Mm. I think the Packers were double-digit double, double digit favourites. And, and, and they didn't. You know, and it was another 13 years before the Packers went back to the Super Bowl. And that's the only time we've been back since since then. And it, And it's... Nothing, nothing is ever, ever guaranteed. And, you know, there'll be, there'll be occasions when you go into a game as, as underdogs and you only got to look at what happened in the AFC with the, with, with the Ravens. Um, the, you know, stuff happens, stuff absolutely happens. And I, and, and I think what all you can really hope for is that you build it, you build a solid foundation. And and that your you kind of that your range of wins and losses is that you're you know you're somewhere between ten and fourteen, um, you know so you've built a team that even if it plays almost at its worst that's the wrong wrong phraseology but almost at its worst you know that that's a ten win team if it plays at its best it's a fourteen win team you know give or take, um, and that's the kind of foundation that you, you that you're that you're hoping that you're hoping to build. And, you know, you can never account for injuries along the way, um, you know, and those injuries always tend to happen at the one position where you can't afford them to happen. So, you know, say, say Devontae Adams or, or, or another, another position, you know, that's just what, what typically happens. So nothing's a given, but I think that we have plenty of positives to, to look forward to. There'll be, a number of roster changes and that's that's always one of the sad things when you get to the end of the season is for those 53 guys or you know with the practice squad those 63 guys they'll never be together again as a team you know 40 of them maybe or 35 of them will be again but the whole team will never be together again so so every year there's a change in the locker room there's a change in the atmosphere and just you know half of your workmates have have disappeared when you come back the next year and, and and for those guys, it's you know it's a it's an interesting it's an interesting dynamic. Um, but yeah, I, there's plenty there's plenty to be positive about. If if anybody had told us realistically that we'd be sitting here, you know, two days removed from going to the NFC Championship game, if somebody had said that to us this time last year, 
you know, would have thought that they were clown of the week. <laughs> um, probably clown of the year we would have given those people. But so so it just, you know, it just goes to show. And and the off-season gets exciting with the draft and free agency and, and stuff. And we all have our own views and opinions and and how how the team can get better. And it's it's good. Well, we are going to be delving into free agency salary cap what's going to make the team better locker room culture um and i wouldn't mind doing an episode too on maybe it can be another just full clown of the week episode and we can dredge up all of people who commented that mark murphy doesn't know what he's doing and because they think they've got egg on their face so look if you don't think that you know if we don't as these clowns said, piss you off. And if we're not a bunch of effing a-holes, uh, well, then you can contribute uh, by going to patreon.com forward slash UK Packers and you can donate. If you get onto the five or a month tier, after six months, uh, we take the money that you've given us and we send it to the manufacturer of our t-shirts and we post it out to you worldwide for free. Uh, we did get one guy querying whether we gave him all of his money back and sent him a t-shirt and the answer to that is no we're not running a Ponzi scheme This I'm not Bernie Madoff and I'm not going to prison that is final um, so of course if you want to follow me on Instagram um, if you're that way inclined you're more of a visual person well then go to the Paddy Packer and then also on Instagram and then also we have a YouTube channel youtube.com forward slash UK Packers um, and there's you know content that's uploaded there um, if you're that way inclined as well so Pete have you got anything else to say before we sign off and sort of start to amble our way towards the off season and to remind people there is still a podcast every single week throughout the off season there is no break here it's all gas no effing break here when it comes to UK Packers podcast um, and we've been doing it for the last five years but Pete anything else to say before we sign off for this week I think I, th- I think we just we, we move onwards onwards and upwards it's been a great it's been a great year. We move onwards and upwards. We've got, like you say, lots of stuff lined up for podcasts in the coming weeks and the coming months. Um, the only thing I would add to that, Steve, is 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 whether any of the many followers would is there, if there's a particular area that they'd like to have covered, mm. shoot us with some shoot us with some ideas. So we've got lots of ideas of our own, but love to hear some ideas but other than that Steve it's it's onwards and upwards and we move on into 2020 yeah happy days and if anyone out there is having quick snaps withdrawals I will add in a quick snaps mega mix um, and drop that <laughs> at some point as well uh, throughout the off season but anyway signing off at NFL on Twitter at the Paddy Packer on Instagram youtube.com forward slash UK Packers on YouTube and of course there's a Facebook group there just search UK Packers and there's a private group that you can jump into as well and from Peter Jones at IT Hedgehog give him a follow on Twitter it's goodbye for this week and one last go pack go (laughs) go pack go